What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Seacoast Worship Podcast, where we talk about the what we do, the how we do, and the why we do here at Seacoast. My name is Nate Davis, and just thank you, always thank you, for coming and checking out the podcast. Today's episode is going to be very cool. We've got Lance Gatch in with us today, and we're just kind of talking a little bit about his story, about how God got a hold of his heart, how he started getting involved with worship here at Seacoast. God took him in London up to Elevation where they did incredible things, and he talks a little bit about where they are now and what they believe God has them doing in the future. Stick with us. It's going to be amazing. Thanks for being here. Let's get to it. All right, yes, yes. Let's get to talking with Lance. Love the energy here. This yes, I'm feeling so happy. This is good. <laughs> We're about to go somewhere. I can feel it. <laughs> well, dude, thank you for coming in and hanging. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of an inaugural. Inaug- Did I say that right? Um, I, my my vocabulary is pretty limited. <laughs> so you could say anything and I would probably think it's right. Well, inaug- inaugural. Let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> Thank you for being here uh, and jumping in with me. Um, but yeah, man. Basically, I just wanted to talk with you about you mm-hmm. and your church journey. Um, the fact that you probably could be playing on any large tour in America, but that you're you're devoting your talent and your time to furthering uh, the church and worship, I think is incredible. Um, but yeah, so tell me this. So tell me how Lance first got started playing in church. Um, there was a friend that uh, invited me to Seacoast about uh, 16 years ago, maybe a little, a little further back. Um, and uh, they needed drummers for their youth program. I think it was called Nitro. I believe I remember Nitro. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I uh, said yes, and I wasn't really. I believed in God. I believed in the whole Trinity thing, you know, uh, but I never really had anything uh, supernatural happen. Um, but uh, he said, you know, that he could pay me a little some shekels, and I was like, okay, that'd be great. Who is the friend? His name's Joel Hamilton. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a uh, he was a big advocate for Seacoast yes. at the time. Love Joel. Yeah, great guy. And um and so I started playing, uh met my wife. She was one of the uh, worship leaders um for the Nitro and for I guess the college age. And um started playing uh for a little while as I was gigging um in the secular world, um originals and covers. Um I thought that was my calling. Um but, I remember. Know, yeah, and so I, I, I had a strong nightlife, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, anyway, so eventually um, the uh, main campus drummer here at the worship center um, was was uh, parting ways. Ivan. Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a I good remember. buddy, not at the time, but a good buddy now. Eric Stair was the like I guess the musical director here. Yes. And um, told me I should audition on drums. So. Uh, long story short, I audition and um, I apparently nailed it because <laughs> because I got the job. History, yeah, yeah, the rest. And so, um, so I started for the next three years playing drums for the worship center. Um, and I remember, 
uh, it was a maybe like a a year before I got married. I was playing a first Wednesday here, which is our if you don't know our uh, we every first Wednesday of the month we have a big worship night. Yes, um, that we uh, put on for everybody, and it's it's uh, it's a great time. Um, and uh, Pastor Greg, our founding pastor, he uh, had his dad in that that week that Wednesday. And um, I remember I was behind the drums and his dad got up to pray. And he comes from a very charismatic background. I don't know how relevant that is, but he started praying and this, and the Lord just came in the room like a rushing thunderous Mm -hmm. wind and introduced himself to me. And I involuntarily fell prostrate to my face. And he wasn't introducing me as daddy or, you know, or he wasn't like, I'm your father, you know, or, or like, I'm your friend. I'm your king. This was like King God wow. came in the room. I love this. And I was like, and immediately he downloaded, like, you're a worshiper. This is what I've called you to be. And so I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that it wasn't what I was currently doing because I was just here for the money. No offense. I was here because y'all paid good, you know, decent change mm-hmm. for me to, to be able to, to live and, you know, and sustain. So from that point, it became this journey, but I kept on doing the nightlife gigs, kept on doing that. I mean, I played at the time, um, six to seven nights a week on top of playing every weekend. Um, so I was very busy. And, um, so, um, fast forward a little bit of time goes by, um, London was a volunteer worship leader at the time. Um, we got asked to play, I guess, I guess it was an all staff back then. I don't even know if it was called all staff back then. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we played in all staff. London, um, was, uh, leading worship and, um, pastor Stephen Furtick was there, um, early on in the ministry at elevation, mm-hmm. um, along with, um, a couple people. And, um, he just was taken by London's voice and, um, her worship leading and, um, and obviously did all the right things, uh, with pastor Greg to get the blessing to ask her to be a part of that ministry. Right. There was a lot of, uh, pushback on my end because I had steady income. Like I was, uh, very established, very established here. Um, and, uh, we just, uh, put us an earnest check down on a house that we were buying. How long have y'all been married by that time? You in London? By that time we just got married. So we've been married. Uh, we were, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. So 2008. And, you got yeah. married. Okay. And so we just got married. Um, and gosh, I don't think I knew it was that, that y'all moved to Charlotte that quickly after you were married. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, right. So yeah, we were, we huh. were, we were putting our roots down here. Um, and that's why we, you know, we got accepted for the house, put the earnest check down on the house and, um, I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready to start our lives here and you're, you know, getting asked to be on staff of this church. So I was like, I have to see what this is all about. So we, um, I remember I got my drum spot here covered and we went for a weekend and, uh, toured the three campuses they had at the time. Needless to say, I felt really called to do, to do that. Yeah. I didn't know why there was nothing in it for me <laughs> at all, but I knew that, um, uh, London felt called to, to do the same thing I felt God was calling on my life. And so, um, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, to support that. Yeah. So being a drummer and a bass player first, not having any real experience as a guitar player, 
um, and that comes to play in a second. Yeah. Um, I go to elevation, um, just assuming, um, with my little bit of, uh, of a chip on my shoulder that I was just going to be able to jump in. Right. You know, like, you know, uh, you you know, know, by the, you know, it's like, congratulations, it's a package deal. Yes. You know, like you got her, but guess what? Right. So, um, they did not see it that way. (laughs) So. Um, they were like, yeah, we have all of our spots filled. Um, you know, if we need you, we'll let you know. And like, there was so much time where I was very depressed because I wasn't being utilized. I wasn't being used. And, um, and I was constantly, I was like, I have to prove myself all over again. Um, Mm. and, uh, so I get to, uh, the point where I'm kind of losing my mind a little bit. And then, um, Mac, who's one of the worship or was one of the worship leaders there, um, asked if I played guitar and I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, did you, but not really. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it wasn't that I couldn't pick up a guitar and play it, of course. but I didn't have any, I wasn't well versed on it. I and of course I did not know how to use a pedal board. So like, um, so, so this is amazing. So at that time, so we're 2008 still. It's 2009 now. Okay. Yeah. Don't really have a spot to play on their teams. And they say, do you play guitar? Yeah. And you're like, yes, I do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yes, I will with bells on. So, um, explain I, uh, to me the process from there to, to like, how, what was your on ramp to be like, okay. Well, um, I immediately became friends with somebody who in the worship world, um, I didn't know at the time, but, in the, but now, I mean, he's very prominent. It's James, James Duke. He yep. immediately, um, we instantly became best buds. And he, James was living in Charlotte. Yep. At the time playing. Yep. And he was playing at at elevation and with John Mark McMillan and with, uh, some other people. Yeah. And, um, so he was like, I'll just teach you the ropes. And so I had to borrow gear for a long time while trying to figure out how I was going to build a pedal board and find a way to buy a guitar. So I didn't own anything. And so, um, he's kind of teaching me the ropes and I, I was really honestly only willing to learn enough to sustain until they had a drum spot open or a bass spot open. Hmm, interesting. So I didn't want to dive too much into it because I really wasn't interested in guitar. It was very boring to me. Like I thought this was, this is lame. Like I, I, I want to be one of the, the key like rhythm section people. we we hit this earlier in the podcast that you play multiple instruments. What I want everyone to know is like some of us also play multiple instruments, but Lance, like he plays these instruments and I would probably venture to say, so I met Lance as a drummer. He was a drummer in bands all over town. Incredible. That's how Lance started. Like he said, what he's leaving out is how good he is on bass. I mean, that's probably one of the, that would you say that was the instrument that's the thing I've studied the longest, right? Um, and um, had the opportunity to play in multiple types of of settings, like genre wise. So yeah. I, I got to really, and honestly, I didn't really have. I, I wasn't in the worship world with bass that as much. I got to play here from time to time on bass, but um, honestly, <laughs> I uh, I did not understand the word taste back then because I just thought uh, that showing out was, you know, I was young, you know, sure. like I thought that we've like, all done that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just to let you know, like Lance could play bass anywhere and everywhere that, that he would want to. So the fact that, you know, anyway, thank you. Continue guitar. Anyway. No. So um, anyway, so I had people um, that played at elevation that I knew from here that was, you know, like Micah Nichols, um, yep. 
was at the time like you know traveling to to Charlotte um a couple weekends a month playing guitar Matt Podesla who was playing here um did the same thing so I had resources to to really grow um as a guitar player but um like I said I wasn't really interested um but I was so I was really only filling drum spots maybe you know a couple times every few week a few few months um but they were needing more guitar spots filled but i was the only new guy like i was the only one that was able to fill in anything we didn't have anybody else right so anyway um fast forward a little bit this guy this guitar player comes out of nowhere this new guy and starts playing with max band um because back then everybody had their own specific band each worship leader. each worship leader at yeah. elevation um and i got livid because he just started playing every weekend and he's took my spot like i mean like and now i'm not making any money that weekend and that was like i was like you know as a man you're like trying to figure out ways to provide you know like you can't have your wife have a full-time job and you're just sitting at home doing nothing sure um so anyway um i talked to my wife about it because i what didn't really have the gumption to talk to mac directly and um she came back after talking to mac and was like honestly you're not gonna like what i have to tell you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, what is it? And she was like, um, yeah, he's just waiting for a drum spot to open up, you know, maybe at the fourth campus when that opens up. That's going to be for you. Um, he just doesn't think that you really – you're kind of like a B or a C string guitar player to him. Wow. And I was – and when I heard that, like, something inside of me exploded like a nuclear bomb. Like, like – <laughs> Um, I quit eating. Um, I locked myself in a our little basement that we had in this uh, place we were rent- renting, and I didn't come out, not even to eat. I lost like twenty pounds. Like, what? Serious? I'm not even kidding. I was I, I weigh 162 right now. I got down to 142. That is... I looked like a drug addict. Like I looked <laughs> terrible. I thought I looked great, but everybody thought I looked terrible. Right. Um, but, uh, crazy. Yeah. So what I did in that time, I did that for six months. What I did in that time was I was really trying to prove a point. Like I was like, it had nothing to do with like this, like spiritual thing where like, I was just so mad to serve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was so (laughs) mad that someone said I wasn't good at something that I was like, Oh my gosh, you have no idea what you just did. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I spent so much time researching study pedal tone, um, uh, guitar, like, like just w- different approaches, different everything. I wanted to be a guitar player essentially because, uh, you know, pretty much I was playing guitar, but I wasn't a guitar player yet. Right. And Max saw right through that. So, um, fast forward a little bit, I'm playing at one of the campuses and it was a weekend that Mac, um, was doing some quality assurance touring um, to all the campuses it's a good way to put it yeah and so he was sitting in on one of our oh, one of our we called him worship experiences one of our worship experiences and um he uh i remember he was looking at me a lot but i was just so mad like i mean like because i like but i was you know a part of me was just in my competitive spirit was just like oh man i'm just gonna show you yes like um but i really wasn't really thinking anything either so um I, uh, that year, maybe, maybe a a few weeks later, um, Mac decided he wanted to do, uh, 
yearly evaluations for the musicians, which they did that with the staff, but they never did that with the musicians. Okay. Ironically, this is the only year he did it. But he said, Lance, I want to do yours personally. And I was like, okay. So um, he uh, asked me to Starbucks um, and we, we uh, sat down and, you know, we, you know, obviously small talk for a little bit, but he said, I don't see you as a drummer here anymore. And I was like, okay, uh, don't like that. What are you, what are you saying? And he was like, honestly, I feel like I see you as, um, the leading, uh, voice, um, for, for guitar, for elevation worship. Wow. And I don't know what you did, but you became my favorite guitarist. That's incredible. And so I honestly did not, as much as you think that would have made me happy, it really made me upset. Um, because I was like, wait, I didn't work that hard to be the guitar player. Like I want to be the drummer. Like I wanted to do that, but it really made me realize as time progressed that like God had, God wanted to use me, um, in more ways than just musically. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I would not have had the same voice as any other instrument as that I would have as a guitar player. Um, I wouldn't have been able to develop the platform he wanted for me to yeah. be able to speak into the, to the, to the, up, the, the upcoming generation. If I was another instrument, I needed to be the guitar player for him to use me the way he wanted me to use me. That's good. So that's essentially how I became a guitar player. Um, that's I got great. my, I got, I got to do other opportunities where I got to, you know, like, um, use my, my, uh, bass, you know, sure. stuff. And that was fun. But um, I, I developed a love for the instrument and, um, you know, I yeah. now I love it, but it's good. Yeah. So obviously a lot of you guys, that's, it's, it's in those years after that, that most of you probably, uh, became familiar with Lance and how God was using him and what he was doing. Incredible things. Um, not just playing guitar, but obviously musical directing and stuff with elevation. Um, talk to me. So you're at Seacoast for a season, kind of really met God there. Uh, um, God took you guys up to Charlotte and Elevation, and obviously, man, just did incredible, huge things through you in London there. Um, tell me, we're back here in Charleston now, and we're back at Seacoast. Um, where... Where are you, in a sense, now in your heart and your spirit and your mind? Like, what's God doing with you in London now? What is God doing with you guys here at Seacoast Future? Like, where, where is he taking you guys? What's happening? I have to be honest. It's kind of unclear. Um, I do know that I feel like God's moving in a new way in the church. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, I'm not so sure we've been doing it right. Um, and I think that there's so some specifically church or worship church. Okay. Um, and I think there's some, some areas that I feel commissioned to, um, to help fix. Um, I know this is, that's, I know that sounds really broad, but that's really as specific as I can be. It's okay. Like, um, like, I just know how much he loves the church mm -hmm. and like, um, and, um, I don't like someone told me, um, and you heard of this and it just really convicted me like whatever our generation 
tolerates yeah. the next generation is going to embrace. That's and good. I don't want to tolerate anything that's going to make a, another generation embrace something that's not right. Mm. So I want to make sure that I'm that I'm I'm setting up the next generation to to for success. You know, like I, I just um, I think it, there's a huge weight on my spirit to be that way. Um, and as far as London and I together, um, we feel the same way. I mean, she's she's right there in line yeah. with that. And, um, you know, God's opened some doors um, musically. I think we're going to we're just going to take it one day at a time and um, and see um, what happens. Yeah. But like ultimately, you know, the church is our main focus. And, yes. Um, I love it. And so we, you know. We just want to, we want to do it right. I love it. I can't remember exactly when it was. I mean, I was, it's, it's probably been years now. Um, pastor Josh Surratt, our lead pastor, uh, a guy gave him a prophetic word. I think I've told this to you. I mm-hmm. think um, this was, it's had to be three plus years, but basically said the sons of the house are coming home to him. And, in the past three years, we are watching here at Seacoast, we're watching that happen. I am one of those sons, uh, was here at Seacoast, um, early 2000s, went and planted a church and uh, or joined a church plant um, in 2008 and came back and back on staff and back pastoring here. Um, uh, Brandon Lake, uh, who's, uh, was a basically grew up in our youth group here, worship leader, uh, came back last year, and we'll drop in sons and daughters for Lance in London as yeah. well, who, um, you know, God got a hold of them here. Um, they went out and did incredible things. Back here at Seacoast, back in Charleston, um, and, yeah, just incredible things coming. So it's yeah. it's neat to see um, that happening. And I think all of us here at Seacoast are in Seacoast worship. We're kind of like, we feel the rumblings and God's doing some cool things and we're, we're uh, doing our best to, to figure out what they are and, and uh, move yeah. ahead in those things. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just important like for churches just to be really, really intentional about caring more about the power of God versus what we've now seen um, it's good. Instead of trying to create a product to make it work, um, because ultimately, you know, it's useless unless there's the power of God. So, um, I think that's what I'm really chasing, making sure that, you know, we're doing everything the right way to make sure that the, the, the forefront of our vision and our, our, our hope is that ultimately God's power is here. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause, and I've heard a lot of people say this, Yeah, yeah. there's no slick production there's no marketing you know whatever's that you could do that would out shine like the power and the presence of God moving in a room and you know if people are marriages are being restored people are being healed uh, people are getting vision people are leaving uh, eternity without him and uh entering eternity with him on a Sunday morning, they're going to talk about it. Yeah. Right. So if his power is something that we're pursuing, his presence ultimately in our worship experiences, um, yeah, it's church is going to happen. Yeah, man. (laughs) Absolutely. 
I love it. Well, dude, thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Any uh, any parting words for obviously for church, but you know specifically to a worship uh, ministry, worship pastors, worship leaders, musicians, any kind of last little things that you would say. Um, man, there's too much. I'm having to like filter. It's just, uh, I would say just, um, really chase down what, what God has made unique within you. Um, and don't, don't, don't worry about constantly having to look to other churches to try to emulate anything, you know, um, really try to, you know, find that thing that, that, that God's put in you. That's so, you know, different. I love that. So uh, true. Yeah. And, uh, and really harness it and really uh, be a good steward of it. Um, and, and ultimately love everyone, love the people that come through those doors. That's first priority. Yeah. Love the musicians that are on stage with you. Love your worship leader, you know, serve and honor each other and, uh, and just do everything you can to, um, just kick the spirit of comparison in the face ah that's good yeah all right on that note we'll lock up the interview thank you dude you're welcome thank you for having me well podcast friends that is it for today thank you so much for hanging out if you haven't yet hit subscribe and subscribe to our podcast and if you like what you hear uh, leave a review on itunes it really does help us out if you have any questions for us as a ministry as a church you can send us those questions at worshippodcast at seacoast.org. And uh, we might get to some of those questions here on the podcast. Uh, but if anything, we'll just try to email you back and uh, answer those in any way that we can. Hey, if you've liked the song that you heard today, it's a new single out by Seacoast Worship called Found. And you can find it on all digital downloading and streaming platforms. Well, thank you again, guys. Again, my name is Nate Davis. And on behalf of myself and Seacoast Worship, we will talk to you again soon.